Good morning, everybody. Uh, we've got Susan with us today. Thank God. Uh, she's got a God story she'd like to share. Um, but first, uh, would like to read a couple of scriptures uh, concerning this God story. Uh, we were talking about it the other day, um, and I started coming up with some scriptures to go along with what uh, she went through. And uh, one of the scriptures is, um, I think it's 1 Peter 3, verse 8. It says, Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tender-hearted. Be courteous. Not returning evil <clears throat> for evil or reviling for reviling. But on the contrary, blessing knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. That's a pretty big scripture, but uh, it's it's really strange that even Peter, the one that cut off the ear, you know, he's he's the very one that's trying to tell us we've got to be tender-hearted, you know, and uh, actually showing us that this is our calling, that we're called to this. In the latter part of the, his this scripture in verse 10, it says, for he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil. And I'll stop there. But that, that there's a lot in that that we could talk about. But uh, I want to give you another scripture real quick. And then uh, two more scriptures and then we'll go with it. This is James. It says, therefore, submit to God and resist the devil and he will flee. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. We got one more. Where is it? There it is. This is one of my favorite. I read this this Sunday. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And wiles there means uh, the manip manipulations of how he speaks to you, how you hear words, how you hear things in your head, and how he <clears throat> tries to manipulate voices in your head. And a lot of times it sounds like you, it sounds like it's real wisdom, but the fruit of it, it is confusion, uh, either anger frustrations, uh, or trying to get you to run, you know, from your situations. It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness and the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all stand. And, uh, there, this story that uh, she wanted to share has a lot to do, a lot to do with what she went through and, and what she did to actually extinguish these darts <laughs> that were coming at her. So I'm, I'm going to let you share. Sure. Go for it. <clears throat> good morning, everyone. It's good to be here. 
Um, this was a couple months back. Uh, Brad and I were asked to come to uh, or go to Corpus Christi to a church there that we're in great relationship with and they were doing first time ever a women's conference and there were several several of us that were invited to participate in this women's conference. It was my first time and uh, I flew out uh, about a week after Brad had been there and I was super excited to be a part of this women's conference and of course to see my husband who I hadn't seen in, in about a week. Um, uh, some ladies picked me up at the airport. It was about an hour drive until we got to the church and it was about lunchtime that we arrived. And as I walked into the church, they had a little area set up for lunch and everyone was eating or had already eaten. And uh, as I walked in, uh, I felt this dread come over me and I felt like, why am I here? Uh, Brad was in the middle of a conversation with some other pastors. And immediately I was, I got offended that he didn't get up and greet me at the door, although he was standing. But my perception was that he didn't really care that I had just come into town. And everybody was in, immersed in conversations and actually had already eaten. There was no food left over. And I had this feeling like, why am I here? You know, they're already in sync with each other. They already have their rhythm going. Everyone had already been out there a week. And I just felt like I don't belong here. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I, I can get out of here. I had my escape plan literally in seconds. And I um, felt I felt it come on her when uh, when I got up to, to turn around to greet her. Uh, and she was talking to the girls because they, they greeted you. Uh, the pastor's wife greeted you. And I saw it come on her. It looked like a an old wet garment. <laughs> and I thought, well, I can get myself out of here. I thought, I have a credit card. I can get an Uber to the airport, and I'm out of here. I'll take the next flight, and I'd rather just go back home where I'm comfortable. Um, so then uh, Brad greeted me, and we talked. And, and it was hard for me to fake that nothing was going on. And uh, so he could sense something. So about that time, we left and headed back to the house that we were all staying in. And Brad immediately could sense something was wrong and asked me, you know, is everything okay? And of course, I was still in that state of being offended. I had my dukes up. I was defensive and had an attitude. And uh, he reminded me that he had kind of oh, forewarned right. me. We had a, had a dream. He had a dream. Why don't you share that part? I, that's right. I had a dream before she even came that... Uh, I, in the dream, I was uh, I was in a room, and then she came into a room, and this uh, person uh, told her, woman. Uh, it was a woman, said, you don't belong here. She, you know, you really don't have anything, so you really don't belong here. And Susan started feeling, you know, like it was true, you know, taking it as truth, and she wanted to walk out, and, and I forget what I did. I told, you said, you I told shut her, up. I told her to just <laughs> shut up, and, and I said, Susan, come on. Yeah, and and so I called Susan that morning and told her, "Hey, uh, just I just want to forewarn you that you when you get here, you know, you may feel like you know you, you don't have nothing have, to say. You don't have nothing to say. You're not supposed to be here. Just just remember that. I well, forgot about that. But I I obviously forgot about it as well when it was all happening. So here we're in the car, and I tell him, you know, I just don't feel like I belong here. You didn't really get up. You know, I hadn't seen you in a week. Everybody was kind of immersed in conversations, and I just don't feel like." I have a place here. And he says, don't you realize, you know, that's the enemy and you need to repent to the Lord because essentially I had taken the bait. Well, it was, I was hearing everything, but I was so immersed in my emotions. And I said, well, I've never felt this way before. So it must be truth. 
you know, and he said, God doesn't care about your feelings. And I thought, wow. And he said, you really need to repent. You, you took the bait. And uh, at that moment, I still couldn't get myself out of it. And I think I ended up, when we got back to the house, I, I took a walk. We were close to the beach. And I ended up calling a girlfriend of mine um, who essentially said the exact same thing that Brad told me. But, you know, sometimes someone else has to tell you the same thing, even though you've already heard it from maybe your husband or wife. Right. So once she said it, I realized, um, you know, what had just happened. And so, you know, I repented. I repented for taking the bait. I repented for being a real, you know, yucky to my husband and to others. And, um, we ended up proceeding, you know, to do the conference. And I said, I really don't know what I'm supposed to say at this conference. I hadn't really prepared anything. And Brad said, I really feel like you're supposed to share what you just went through. And I thought, Oh gosh, I'm so embarrassed. You know, yeah, you're, you're, she was living the, the real word that she was supposed to be speaking, you know, yeah, so I ended up sharing the message and, you know, sharing about how it felt like not to belong in a place and feeling like you're an outcast and how awful that is and, and how truly the enemy is trying to make you feel that way because it reaffirms you're right where you're supposed to be and you're supposed to be in those relationships because, as we know, the enemy wants to create division um, in places you're supposed to be and in relationships you're supposed to be in. So after um, I spoke, I had probably 20 or 30 women um, come up to me afterwards saying, you have no idea how much this has helped me because there have been so many times I don't feel like I belong, even sometimes in church. I don't feel like I belong or in groups or with my friends or even at work sometimes. And, and it created some freedom for them. And, and so I realized what I went through um, was essential for that conference and uh, essential for me too, that I realized whenever I start feeling like that, I need to stop it and extinguish it and keep my eyes on the Lord. And that's what it did. That experience really drew me closer to Jesus. Um, and so it backfired on the enemy, but of course I had to walk it out. Um, and I remember even at church, I think y'all, y'all prayed for yeah, me because I was, worship was going I was still feeling kind of icky, even though I understood what was going on. And after Brad prayed, I said, I don't feel anything. Like nothing's lifted. <laughs> I was so immersed in it. I, but Brad said, you just got to walk it out. Yeah. So most of the time, you know, when you know you're wrong, you know, but your flesh still wants to stay in it, you know, you still want to bask in, in being miserable and making everybody else miserable. But but that is the way of the enemy. You know, most of the time, if the enemy is speaking to you, he's not going to, you know, tell you, hey, this is the enemy. I just want to let you know I'm about to trick you. And uh, it, But it sounds like it's truth. Uh, but the, if the way to judge it is, what's the fruit of it? You know, the fruit of it was... Her wanting, oh, did you tell, did you say about wanting to get a ticket? You were going to get Oh, yeah. I, I had it in my mind that I had my credit cards. I was getting an Uber to the airport and I was going to fly home. I thought, I have the ability to fly myself home. And <laughs> at that moment, I thought, I'd rather clean out my closet than, than be here with these people and feel this way. <laughs> and she, and so we, I, I think it took pretty much all day, didn't it? It did. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, and it almost worked. I mean, I almost really left. Yeah. It was, it, you know, I just pushed through it. So push through it. Push through your trials. Yeah, what the, the, the scripture that I read out of Ephesians about, you know, the wiles of the devil, you know, wiles there means to persuade through manipulation. And uh, a lot of times when the, the enemy comes at us, you know, he does work on our feelings. 
and then we take our feelings as truth. But uh, if you start, if you really judge your feelings when you start hearing all these voices in your head as though it's true, and sometimes he can make it look like this whole, the whole situation that you're in, what you're hearing is true, but we forget what we're feeling is not truth at all. Because if it was real truth, it would be setting you free. And uh, most of the time when your feelings get involved, that means your flesh starts really listening to the enemy instead of listening to the Lord. And most of the time, we don't listen. We don't stop and say, Lord, what do you want to do? You know, during the time, because I can guarantee you when she heard, when she saw that she didn't fit in, you know, and all that, she's not going to, she's not going to want to stop and go, okay, Lord, what do you want to do in right. this situation? You know, that's when you, you're so used to leaning on your flesh and your feelings. You're like, ah, this is wrong. I'm just not going to stay here. Now look at them. And, and you actually think that your feelings is true. And, and if you really stopped it and you really caught it, You'd bring down a stronghold of rejection that the enemy was trying to build in your mind. And, uh, but she did. I mean, she, she eventually brought it down because she started realizing after it wearing on you. I mean, it wore on her for the whole day, but I think, you know, God's good. So he'll allow it to wear on you so that you can eventually see it because it wasn't making you feel good. Oh, oh no. I mean, even once I recognized what was happening, it was like, it was still embedded in me. Like I couldn't, I said, well, I get it now. I've already repented. Why do I still feel icky? And he said, you just have to walk through it. You have to overcome it. Yeah. One of the good things is worship. And one of the, you know, a lot of times when you've, when you've worshiped during your trials and the feet, you're all your negative feelings, that's when it starts breaking. Right, you have to, Brad always says, you need to like settle your soul and just listen to just some music. And even if you just close your eyes and put your eyes on him, it's amazing how you come out refreshed, you come out with peace. Um, and what you thought was so traumatic doesn't seem so serious. Yeah, it's not serious <laughs> at all. <laughs> because, uh, you know, we even told her, I remember I even told her that, uh, uh, when she, this thing first happened, we were driving home or driving to the play. I said, listen, you're getting hit. This, it must going to be a good thing if you've gotten hit this fast. And she was like, he got hit, got hit this fast, you know? And she, right. <laughs> it didn't make me feel any yeah, better. Because like, <laughs> when you're in your flesh, you know, you, it's hard for somebody to try to encourage you. <clears throat> but if we didn't really, uh, know the love and the strength that we have toward each other. Uh, this thing really could have, you know, done some damage, but because that she trusts me and I trust her, we were able to, to walk through it and actually, you know, hear the Lord and what he wanted to do. But that even says a lot about, even if you feel like you have a strong marriage or strong relationship, it's not immune to the enemy's attacks. So although that's where you need to be, you, your, your relationship can still be a target for the enemy. And, um, and ours was, oh, I mean, that? I even felt that way towards Brad. It wasn't just the other people. I had an, I had an offense against my husband for not getting up immediately and greeting me at the door and having a seat for me and a plate made for me. <laughs> and I had this whole thing. And as I was thinking it, I, I felt icky, like this isn't who I am, but I still just grabbed 
hold of it and I ran with it and I, I agreed with it. I really did. And I kept saying, but that's what I saw when I walked in. It must be true because I'm seeing all these people not care that I just came in town or happy to see me. So, you know, maybe they're not happy to see me and they're... And it felt real. It, it, yeah, it really felt real because that's what I was perceiving I was seeing. Yeah. It's it's crazy. And you and she the thing about it is after she spoke, uh, we've even had other pastors' wives or pastors saying, you know, we I've felt this way for a long time, you know, either with my husband or in the ministry and so forth. And it's really a trick by the enemy to destroy relationship. You know, you can you can have a relationship with your partner and not have a relationship. In other words, you can be physically together, walking together, but spiritually, everybody, both of you are kind of checked out. And it has a lot to do with what, what the enemy is, you know, manipulated in each other's minds. Because the, the real truth to it is, is that if we really loved each other, we would go to each other, talk it out, you know, and really see that uh, what you're feeling and the negativity and the hate or the the anger or, or the accusations that you hear that you think is true about that person, it's still, it doesn't matter even if it's true, if it's still trying to take you out, we still have to humble ourselves and be tenderhearted toward each other, you know, <clears throat> stop our tongue from speaking evil and really try to come to each other in a humble heart. And, you know, eventually that's what happened with us, you know, just in that little small uh, time of manifestation. But after, after she spoke, though, uh, it was one of the main messages uh, for the women there. And uh, honestly, you know, and I'll say this about her, she wouldn't say it. I mean, it, it was like she was, that word and what Susan went through was the highlight of the conference. And, uh, and it really set a lot of uh, people free that came. So... You know, and that's another thing. I mean, you never know the trials that you're going through is not for you. It's for people that God's going to bring you in relationship to, you know, with. And uh, when you overcome that trial, you're going to be able to help those people that God leads to you in your life. Because anything you overcome, you have authority over. And that's that's a good thing. So just, I mean, think about all the things you've walked through. Think about I mean, all the, the maybe accusations that you've walked through and the, the rejections that you've walked through in your life, if you've overcome them, that means you have authority in that area. Now, you know, some people will see, you know, after they've walked through it, they think that they've got a, you know, a stronghold of rejection because they're always being rejected. No, uh, most of the time, the reason you're getting rejected is because your, your character and your nature is like Jesus. I mean, if there's anybody that got rejected, Every single day of his life was Jesus. I mean, we think that everybody, you know, wanted to be with Jesus. But, uh, I mean, you look at the, the earth right now. I mean, how many people want to be with Jesus? You look at our the situation that we're in right now on the earth. There ain't many people that want to be with Jesus. And uh, it's the same true when he walked the earth. But the more he was rejected, the more power, you know, flowed out of him. And, and if you're, you, if you're taking the bait of thinking, man, I'm always rejected, blah, blah, blah. That's a good thing. That's like, that's encouragement for heaven because it's, it proves that you're walking with Jesus. Because if you're going to have the nature of Jesus, you're going to have major rejection. You're going to have major people talking about you. You're going to have, 
you know, all kinds of twisted stories about you. You may even get twisted stories in your head about yourself, but that only proves that you're just like the Lord. So, uh, yeah, you wouldn't be a target if you weren't carrying something. The enemy would not be pointing you out or coming after you if you didn't have something that he wanted, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's not going to mess with somebody that doesn't really have... That's not going to take ground. Yeah. And you'll be surprised just your... It's not about the knowledge that you have, you know, knowing the Bible, knowing scriptures and stuff like that, even though that's important. You want them? She's had enough God stories. <laughs> it's, it's not as important as you walking in the character and nature of the Lord. And uh, just your makeup... Uh, the, the, your posture, your personality, uh, the way you look, uh, a lot of times that will cause people to manifest. They'll cause uh, rejection to come to you because those people, that the, your character and the nature that you have, even the structure of face that you have, it still has an attitude. Uh, you can sometimes people get offended or people get intimidated by you and you know and ladies try to be proper and you know and you're trying to compare yourself yeah to assess the room and and all that yeah, yeah. and when that stuff starts to happen that means you've brought the light and those people are are manifesting and getting you know a little bit uh, feeling rejected or trying to reject you. The reason they're manifesting is because it's the Lord in you that stepped into the room to cause them to manifest so that they can see what they've got. And uh, But if you take it personal as though something's wrong with you, uh, that's when it, you know, it makes you want to leave the room. You know, It makes you not ever want to be around people. Some people get panic attacks because they feel like something's wrong with them and they end up leaving. You become isolated and withdrawn, and that's exactly what the enemy wants, is for you to be isolated and alone and not connected with the people and the places that you're supposed to be. So it, it was essentially working by pulling me out of a place that I was supposed to be at and to be around those that's people right. during that time. And it almost worked. <laughs> Yeah. I had my escape hatch ready. You what? <laughs> my escape hatch. Oh, <laughs> but we overcame it. Yes. So that's our God story. Thanks uh, for having me. <laughs> we'll have her on again because uh, we've had a lot of God stories even concerning our marriage, our marriage, rejections and stuff. Uh, even when we first got married, you know, we, we had hate letters uh, sent to us that were not were not signed. Uh, we I mean we had wolves come out of the woodwork uh, when we when we got married, and we still even today. I mean just yesterday we encountered, you know, heard that people were talking about us and you know accusing us and all these things get coming out. But that's kind of now I would say are kind of normal. You know, if you're really going to do things for the Lord, you're going to, you're going to have, yes, glory following you, but you're going to have persecution and rejection following you as well. You know, that's one of the real, real signs of someone walking in the true power and the character of the Lord is rejection. And if you can overcome rejection, that's one of the, one of the last strongholds of the enemy that the enemy threw at, at, at the Lord. He was rejected by all. 
and he overcame it by trusting in his father. And uh, that's something we've got to overcome is rejection. Because if you can't get over rejection, that'll be a, man, that is a major door for the enemy to get into your mind and to wreak havoc and take you out. So uh, we love you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting us and praying for us. And uh, buy the book. <laughs> a friend of mine keeps telling me to advertise our book, uh, uh, The Farthest Reach, The Saving of Man. And uh, what's the other one? Oh, yeah, Chronicles of Awakenings. It's on Amazon. But the main thing, I, I'm, I'm terrible at advertising. <laughs> I, I hate it. But uh, the main thing is we want you following the Lord. You know, we want you walking out the characters in the nature of Jesus and taking over the regions that you're in. You know, a lot of us, you know, when we get in a region and it gets hot and it gets a little bit tense, most of the time we'll say, well, we feel like the Lord's moving us, the grace is lifted, you know, and we get out of there. But uh, most of the time, if you're getting major warfare, that, that means you're supposed to be there. You're supposed to take over. But uh, most of the time we run. But true warriors run to the battle. They won't want to run from it. We've, we've got to be those kind of people that are courageous and go after it. Even those things in yourself uh, that you've pushed away, mm -hmm. you got to go after it. We can't afford to run from it and push it aside and play like it's not there. we got to go after it. So run to the battles. Don't run from it. Don't let the enemy intimidate you. Don't let the enemy, you know, the wiles of the enemy to manipulate your mind like he tried to do her. And he's tried to do it with me. I mean, there's times where I've been so down from uh, rejection and persecution. You know, I've gotten depressed at times. And then she comes in and says, you've got to remember your own message. You know, she'll start saying, you know, you remember what you said yesterday. And, of course, I was, I'm the same way. I'll go, you remember what you said yesterday. And, uh. And, but she'll keep pushing through, you know, like the Lord in my life and finally get me to see that it's the enemy. But once you see that it's the enemy, you can overcome it. But uh, don't take it personal. Not at all. Don't, if it, the fruit of it, if the fruit of it's getting you to, like she said. Isolation. I, yep. um, rejection. Uh, Even getting mad at others. Right. Getting mad at others and blaming, you know, you know blame shifting. If you blame shifting, and then the enemy's got you, you know, because honestly, nobody makes us mad. We decide to be mad. Nobody makes us leave. We decide to leave. If you really get down to it, we can't say, Lord, the reason I'm like this is because so-and-so made me do this. You know, uh, you know, uh, that old saying when you're upset was she just made me mad or he just made me mad. no. We decided to get mad when that anger hit us. We felt the anger coming from them. And I agreed with it. And you agree with it. And man, you think you can battle, you know, uh, the situation with anger. If I can just raise my voice to my wife, uh, she will change. No, she will actually ended up, end up hurting her and she will cower down and not say much. And then it's awful. So be tenderhearted, forgiving one another as Christ forgave us. And if you want to have a long life, keep your tongue from evil. Speak blessings, 
you know, to each other. Speak blessings even in the situation that you're in. And that's what happened with her, man. When she got overcame this thing, man, the Lord used her to be a blessing to people. You imagine if you left, you know, don't even want to think about that. Yeah. The people that you wouldn't be able to yeah. actually help that day. But yeah, It uh, was worth going through what I went through um, to help even just one person see that it wasn't them. It's not them. And if you're feeling that way, it's because, like I said earlier, it's right where you're supposed to be. Yeah. All right. We love we, you. We love you. Have a good day. Thank you for tuning in. Talk to you later. Bye.